Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. series talking about uh, counterculture. We were talking about stay in the house. It's getting dark outside. Stay in the house. The Bible talked about how in the last days, uh, darkness shall be in the land and gross darkness to people. Uh, we talked about the blood being on the, door, on the doorpost because death was passing by. Darkness was passing by. So put the blood on the doorpost so we can have an outward sign that there's a believer where? On the inside. Right, we're talking about the outward sign that there's a believer on the inside. That was our counterculture thing. So now we're coming into uh, the secret place, talking about the blood on the doorpost, have an outward sign that I believe on the inside. Because the days are coming where it's not going to be enough to just, God knows my heart, everything. There's going to have to be a day where you're going to have to express. Somebody's going to have to see where you stand as far as God is concerned. You're going to have to make a stance. Uh, and so we are not ashamed. The first scripture says we are not ashamed of the gospel of, of Christ, for it is the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. I love it to the Jew first and also to the Greek for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Somebody say righteousness of God revealed. Say it again. Righteousness of God revealed. So the gospel reveals God's righteousness, right? Uh, 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 revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. We are the just. We are the just, meaning we've been justified. We have been justified by God through Christ Jesus. Justified. Uh, I, I like the, the definition that I heard years ago, and I always say it. Justified means God views me justified, never done it. I, I thought it was cute. He looks at me just as if I'd never done it. That's what justified means. You understand? So who he called, he also predestined. Who he predestined, he justified. So if I chose you, I choose to make you clean before me. So nobody can judge you. If you called by God, I'm justified. Every accusation against you is covered under the blood of Jesus. So I need y'all to walk in boldness in your calling for God. Don't let anybody arrest you to what you've done in the past, to what, to what they know about you. Now, I've been justified. He views me like I never did it. Y'all think I'm playing. He did that even in the Old Testament before Christ. He was teasing justification. Abram, you're going to have a child. Okay, he went into his maid. Had Ishmael. He said, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> Changed his name from Abram to Abraham. Changed her name from Sarai to Sarah. I said, let's try this again. Then they had a kid and his name was Isaac. He said, that's what I meant. Later on in the scriptures, hallelujah. God says, take your only son. He was talking about Isaac. God don't have amnesia. He know you messed up before, but he justifies you. And he views you as if you never got out of line. As if you never missed the mark. As if you never sinned before him. This is so good right here. No one can arrest you to past sins. Or even current struggles. Because they're not the ones that justify. 
The just shall live by faith. The problem to me is the just in Western civilization, us, we live by feelings. That's the wrong F. The just shall live by faith, not what we feel. In other words, we make our decisions determined on how, how we feel about it, what we think about it, and not what he says about it. Faith. Are y'all, are y'all with me? So faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, right? All right without faith, it's possible to please God. Where am I trying to get to? Faith. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, oh, faith comes by hearing. Thank you, Father. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes by the word, okay? Okay, I got to teach this. If, you, if you're a Christian and you, and, and, and you think you have faith and it's not based on a word, then you have hope. Let me break this down. I ain't even planning on doing this. Okay? It's not wrong because faith is the substance of things hoped for. So hope is first. Oh, I hope I get. Oh, and then you filter your hope through the word. I've never seen the righteousness. Now you got a word to stand on to, li- to live by. We are living by hope. And hope deferred makes the heart sick. So now we got all these hopes in God, none of them fulfilled, and we're getting sick of church. Sick of God, sick of this thing. We're getting sick because we were living our lives by hope. You need to, oh, you need to live your life by faith based on a word. Whatever you're believing God for, what word is it based on? Don't hope your child is healed. Say, by your stripes, good God Almighty. It's quiet. Okay, 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 okay. (laughs) Every hope should quickly find a word to give it substance. Your hope has no substance or material or kingdom equity unless you filter it through a word. Don't just walk around. I hope I get this job. I hope I get I believe. We call it faith. You know what I mean? I don't have faith. I believe God. But he ain't, you ain't heard a word on it. So your faith is invalid and illegal if it has no word attached to it. So stop calling it faith. I'm not coming at y'all. I'm just saying so you won't further frustrate yourself. If you got a lot of ambition and a lot of hopes and no word, it might not happen. The word is the guarantee, okay, that it's going to happen. Are y'all hearing me? I say it like this all the time. I'm from up north, right? So we get leather coats out there. I know y'all probably don't know what leather is down here. So we get leather coats up there. So it start, starts getting cold around, you know, October, whatever. So you go, I always used to go to, let's say H&M or whatever, Zara or whatever. I want to go get a leather jacket, right? So you go in there and a the jacket is $500. You're like, man, I ain't no fun. Oh. So, so I, I used to, this is what I used to do. I hope y'all never do this. But I used to take the jacket and just take it to another section. Thank you, brother. I love you, man. And me back in the day, I could put it in the kids' section because they couldn't. And I said, I know I get paid next week, so let me hold it there until I come. When I leave that store, I hope. You feel me? I hope when I come back, it's still there. But I'm kind of living without, I'm, I'm living without confidence because I'm not really sure. So now my walk with Christ, I mean, my walk is like insecure because I'm not walking by an assurity. 
I just hope it's still there when I get there next week. But when it's $500 and I take it to the cashier and I said, here's $150, I'm putting it on. It's called layaway. I know they don't do that no more now. Y'all know about layaway. I'm too old. I'm telling my age. So, so you put $150 on it. And they say, okay, what's your name? Yeah, my name is Winston. They put Winston on it. They put it in the closet. This is for Winston. He'll be back. What day you'll be back? July 23rd. July 23rd. And they lock it up in the closet. When I leave that store, I have another confidence. Because I put something on it. Y'all miss what I'm saying. You are not allowed to walk without putting something on your situation. If you want the guaranteed results, put a word on your situation. Tell your neighbor, put a word on it. business blow up put a word on it I would that you will prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper be fruitful and multiply that's my business scripture put a word on it don't hope people I hope people come and show up and no put a word on it and chill live by faith man crazy that Christians live without a word We live with high hopes, but no faith. For whatever your issue is or situation is, what word can you attach to it that you can walk by and live by? The just shall live by faith. We're not ashamed of this gospel. It changed my life. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. I love the ETH on there. I said it Sunday. I'm going to say it again briefly. Believeth in this walk with God, you're gonna to have to continue to believe. ETH on the suffix of a word in King James means what? Continually. F F. That means continually. Believeth. So the day you got saved is not enough to live for Christ. Just that one day you believe. No, you're gonna to have to believe again. Because another season is coming that look nothing like that. Y'all and you're going to have to come and believe God again on another level because another season is coming that looks nothing like the last one. Look at your neighbor and say, believeth. Yeah, believeth. Somebody say, I'm a believer. We talked about it Sunday that there is a relationship between reason and faith, between logic and intellect and faith. A lot of times we don't bring our brains to church. I say it all the time. We don't do that. We just go and have a good time in Hallelujah and speak in tongues, but nobody's thinking. Because we feel like to engage our thoughts into anything godly could get a little tricky because we know our thoughts. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, we're going to move quick. I, I feel good. It's going to be a quick night in the name of Jesus. The Bible instructs us to love the Lord your God with all your strength, all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Whoa, love God. With all your mind, we rarely look at love as an intellectual activity. We rarely look at loving something as something thought out or intellectual. Matter of fact, in our secular culture, it's described as something more passive, like I fell in love. Not I jumped in love. Like I incidentally, accidentally fell into it. Like, I had no plans on having this ring on my finger, but she. That's how we look at love. Something just unconscious, just boom. No, love is very conscious. 
It's a choice. It is outside of emotion. I'm messing y'all up already. Why you ain't hold my hand? You don't love me. I do love you. Love is not emotional. Now I can express affection, especially if that's your love language. And I learned that. I'm talking about spouses and married people. Because that's the context I choose. I have to talk about. Anyway, so I, you can choose to be affectionate, but that don't mean I don't love you because we don't hold hands in the mall. Love is not affectionate. Love is a choice, an intellectual choice, which is why people get divorced. Because when you make an intellectual choice, no matter what goes on after the choice, my choice is anchored in loving you. Now, I get offenses and stuff like that. Jesus even said, hey, for adultery, go ahead and divorce. I know how hard that is on the human soul. I know how hard that, betray- that level of betrayal is. I know how hard it is. So if it's adultery, go ahead. You can divorce for that. But overall, that's not his design. God is not into prenups. I mean, do that if that's you. I'm saying he don't, he, don't, he don't engage you into covenant with the expectation that it won't work out. Y'all can be quiet, it's fine, I'm good. My wife right there, right there. After our storm, she right there, we right here. This is my point. While y'all clapping, this is my point. I know y'all clapping, but this is my point. We do not intellectually love most things, which is why as soon as it don't make me feel good, I'm out, including God. quick to turn their back on God. If you don't get that raise, I got God. He's a sinner. I'm a believer. I know I'm getting that raise. And the raise goes to Charlotte. You miss church that Sunday. You don't pray the next day. You jacked up because things didn't go your way. That's not an intellectual choice. It's an emotional good God almighty. Fleeting frivolous association that we call love. Love is an intellectual choice outside of emotion. And, and the things of God the same way. I, we talked about it before. Let me keep moving, though. We talked about it. The fruit of the spirit. We said spirit and, and emotion are very close. You know what I'm saying? But it's not. Spirit is very direct. I'm going to get into this. Spirit is very direct. Love. Joy. Joy is not a... It's an intellectual... I choose to be... I got to choose that. My conditions don't have to be conducive for joy. It's a choice. We get into it all late. The whole church is jumping. Hey, hey, hey. You're like, hey, hey, I'm going through so much, though. They don't know what I'm going through. And then it gets, hey, you're like, okay, okay, okay. Because the conditions have to force you to express joy. You still don't have it. Because you ain't choosing. But you're forced to express it because of the surroundings. And that's our problem. We become chameleons based on whatever we're surrounded by. So if we turn it up, I'm turning up. If we praise it after a while, I'll praise. Who are you? Peace is an intellectual. I, I choose to chill. In the midst of a storm, you can say peace. I'm choosing it right now. Some of y'all need to choose that tonight and go to sleep. But my bill still ain't paid. What about peace? Be still. 
all the fruit of the Spirit is uh, unemotional decisions. But many of us do not walk in it because we don't love God with all of our minds. Isn't that good, y'all? So there's a reason, reason why R.C. Sproul says, Sproul says this. There's a reason why the world has a challenge believing that God is good and that he even exists. And it's called the noetic effects of sin. We, brought, we said it Sunday. Look it up, please. I want y'all to look up. Don't. The noetic effects of sin is incredible to study it. It's saying that because of the first fall of Adam and every sin thereafter, Man has grown and grown and grown and grown more hostile towards God. In our nature, I'm not calling you that, you saved. We become more and more and more hostile towards God's ways. Because of the, that's the noetic effect. The noetic effect is the, uh, the, the, the effect that sin had on our noose, our brain. Okay? So I'm not trying to go too deep, y'all. I'm sorry. Y'all good? Your brain. Okay? Okay. What's the news? <laughs> I didn't know either until I studied it, you know? So it, the effect that the original sin had on the minds of mankind was so damaging that we're hostile towards his ways. We don't like anything godly in our flesh. Paul had to sum it up like, in our flesh dwelleth no good thing. And I know y'all fighting, I'm good, I'm a good person. I thirded the thick last year. Mm, good. <laughs> Jesus would not let them call him good. They said, good teacher, hey, hey, don't call only God is good. If anything is good, it's all God. If anything good happens to you, it's God. If you do anything good, it's... Y'all need to tell somebody, God did it. I'm about to run around. Scream at somebody and say, God did it! good and perfect gift. It all comes from him. Anything good has to come out of the bowels of God. Humans are not good. God is good in us. We don't like that. That's why I like saying it. You know, we don't like, what do you mean? I I like the message of pride like that. Yeah, you're not. The Bible says we're not. I embraced it already. I already know how much I need Jesus. The problem with prideful people, you don't know how much you need Jesus. You don't know how much you need God. You think you can do it on your own because you think you made it this far on your own. But if God did the smallest thing, like take your breath, uh uh-oh. You won't even exist. Somebody scream, it's all God. I feel you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I hope I'm not ruffling y'all feathers. I'm just getting started. Woo! Hallelujah. In our natural condition, in our unregenerate state, there's something seriously and dramatically wrong with our minds. So after this beautiful verse, this is 16 and 17. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Righteousness is revealed. Because I accept the gospel. He died for me. He changed me, right? That's 16, 17. Look at 18, the next verse. The next verse. The wrath of God is being revealed. Hold on. We just said the righteousness of God was being revealed from faith to faith of those who believe. And now the wrath of God, it says, is being revealed from heaven 
against all the ungodless, all the godlessness and the wickedness of people who Y'all, please look at this. If you can, I know it's too far back. I'm going to just read it to y'all. I got you. I got you. I got you. The wrath of God is being revealed against the godless and the wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be, since what, what may be known of God is plain to them. How could you not know God is real? He's making it plain. Because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen. Somebody say, it's clear. Yeah. That's the sermon tonight. You already know. I'm sorry, part two. You already know. Look at somebody say, you already know. Other side, so you already know. How can you not know? He made it plain. He made it clear. Clearly seen, being understood from what has been made. So that people are without excuse. Whoa. Whoa. What if they're in Somalia and they don't have no preacher? No excuse. You can look at the Somalian trees and know that God is real. Quiet over here. Let me go over here. Well, what about the people in Indonesia who don't, who don't believe in Jesus? They never heard of Christ. They got Indonesian streams that they can look at the rivers and say God is real. You're without, they never been to church. What my family never been to the church. They in the hood. Well, the hood got skies. You can look at the sky and see that God is real. You are without excuse. Tell somebody you already know. Ain't no excuse. I grew up without my dad. I was adopted. I was, and I'm not insensitive. That's cool, but you already know. I was raped. I was molested. Oh, my God. We'll pray for you. We're here, but. I went to a church, and they hurt me. And I never trusted God. Yep. Got you. Whatever your list is that you're trying to validate your animosity against who you know is real. How about Showtime? You already. I'm. He addressed the atheist, this, this, this theologian addressed the atheist in one of his conferences. And he said, it's not that you don't know God exists. It's that you can't stand the God you know exists. Because it's not an intellectual issue. You can look at the fish and look at the whales and look at the cats and look at the feline. And look at all the dogs. and look at the, You can look at anything intellectually and say something had to make this. You can look at the galaxies and the universe and the stars and the, and the, and the galactical glacoblacasa. You can look at the solar system and look at all the... He says all the things that are made. So even... Uh, 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 Mountains and streams. Where the intellectually you're gonna say something has to make this? There has to be a greater power. That and God said, I put all these things in front of you that you might seek after me, but you refuse. You suppressed the truth. You know it's real because you rather be wicked. Because our issue with God is not intellectual; it's moral. So if I know that God is real, that means he's going to change some things about how I live. And I ain't about to have God changing me because I like how I am. So I'd rather say he ain't real. Hostile. Hostile against God. The New Testament tells us that because of their hostility, 
and their corrupt mental condition of the things of God? By nature, by nature, we do everything we can to suppress whatever revelation God gives of us. You had a family funeral, he's talking to you, you suppress it. Whatever revelation he wants to give to you, you might see a rainbow out there like, oh my, and he's talking to you. You, because of the hostility. Why are we hostile against God? Because our ways are not met. That's one of the reasons. You don't get what you want out of life. Life dealt you a hard hand. And you just got a disposition against God, period, because you found out you was adopted. That ain't fair. I thought that was my parents for 13 years. Now you're just hostile against God because that ain't fair. And you suppress the God you know is real. Stop. He's trying to reveal himself to you because he loves you. And you're so wrapped up in yourself that we suppress what we know to be real. Check this out. We still review it. Ecclesiasticus says, <laughs> I'm sorry, the next one. Next one. Lo, this only have I found. That God hath made man upright, but they have sought many inventions. Okay? First of all, upright here means correct. He made all men. Could we go to the next one really quick? Wait, here's another. This is the children's, the International Children's Bible. I love this. Because he says, come to me as a little child. And sometimes I need to hear it from their view. One thing have I learned. God made people good. But people have found all kinds of ways to be bad. And that's what little June June said. That ain't me, that's June June. That's Junie. He made everybody good. We searched ways to be evil. Evil is not natural. Sin is. Okay, never mind. Let me, let me, let me. Evil entered in. Oh, okay, let me, let me slow down. I'm sorry. Let me slow down. So, 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 upright. He made all men upright. Upright here means correct. It means right. It means pleasing. It means just. It means straightforward. God made all men straightforward. But we found all kind of ways to be evil and bad and offended. You know, if, I, if you just gave me your raw, I'm conditioned to really handle that. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, 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 you talking a little too loud. I don't know. Whatever the honest, straightforward communication is, God made us to be straightforward like that. Now we have this culture where certain things are offensive and you're politically incorrect. But God made us like, yo, your breath stink, bro. You need a, you need a piece of gum? You good? Now, I'm just playing with the example, but I'm saying, you feel me? God made us honest and pure, and we diluted it with many inventions. We were conditioned to handle pure honesty. Okay, that's not a good one. They don't like that one. <laughs> so, here it is. For though they knew God, now go back to, for although they knew God, 
He, we were just talking about the wicked, but he said they knew God. We're going to talk about that in a minute. They neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile. It means unusable, futile, unusable. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made like to look like mortal human beings, birds, and reptiles. Let's break this down. I love this. This is so good. So you know, look at somebody say, you already know. So you know God is real, but you don't glorify him. To glorify here means to magnify, celebrate, or acknowledge. Everybody know God is real. Nobody acknowledges him. Thank God for this award. Okay, you acknowledge him, but you don't celebrate him. That thank God for this award from every artist is not enough. To glorify means to magnify, celebrate, and acknowledge. <laughs> yeah, so that little prayer, that little three-second prayer before you eat your food, it's cool, but that's not giving him glory. Okay. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the, 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 the wicked. The wicked, the wicked. <laughs> they didn't glorify him nor give thanks to him. So their thinking became futile. I made you brilliant. I made you smart. I made you wise. I made you able to take on truths. But because you refuse to acknowledge what you know is true, that I am real, and if you know I'm real, then I am to be worshipped. You can't know God and not praise him. To know him is to praise him. I'm trying to see who knows God right now. I said to know him is to praise him. I said to know him is to praise him. Can I see everybody who knows God in the building? Hallelujah. Didn't glorify him nor gave him thanks. Thanksgiving is a big deal. Gratitude is a big deal to God. Because he does everything for us. So failure to honor God and give him thanks leads to futile thinking, futile thinking, empty thinking, useless thinking, unfruitful thinking. And the worst part about all this is brilliant minds are still futile. You, you understand what I'm saying? You can know everything about life, but not the one thing you need to know. Are y'all with me tonight? Are y'all still with me? I love Jim Carrey, right? Jim Carrey be talking like some real stuff. Like he's like, man, he talked about depression. He said, yo, depression is your in, depression is yourself saying, yo, forget this. I'm not doing this no more. You've been fake to everybody. I can't put on this show no more. I'm depressed. Because I done created this character for seven years that I gotta keep holding up. I'm done holding it up. I'm sick of holding. Now you're depressed because you wasn't who you really are for years. Ain't that good? I can preach that. But he didn't receive Christ. So his, he might be brilliant, but he's foolish in that he does not honor God. And that's more important than the, your, how smart you are. Okay, y'all not with me yet. Let me, let me bring it. We are swayed and wooed and wowed by people's thoughts and like, whoa. Because it's so parallel to God. But that's where the wise become foolish when we talk about who God is. Not when we talk about depression, you can break that down. Not health. We got health nuts that seem like they know God, but when you bring God up, they're foolish. We're all smart until it comes to God. You can have street smarts. 
You can know your whole block. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's cool. But when it comes to God, you ain't tough. I know it's quiet, it's cool. We look up all, we follow all types of things. Psychics, what, what sign are you? Oh, we don't, we're not compatible, we're not compatible. My wife and I are the worst astrologetic match. <laughs> Taurus and Aquarius are the worst. Y'all missing the whole sermon, y'all. Aquarius, ah! Jesus. No, no, too late, too late. Get out of here, you're too late. Every study we studied, best match, this. Worst match, us. Best match, this. Worst match, us. Everything we study without God says we're the worst match. But with God, we celebrate 22 years this year. Uh oh. You feel me? So them geniuses don't matter when God's in it. The statistics don't matter when God's in it. The calculations of science does not matter when it comes to God. Because he's able to do exceeding abundantly. Hi! Hi! Above all we can ask or think. Sit down. I got a few more things to share. My 10 minutes left. Don't be wise in everything but the one thing. The one thing will distribute wisdom to all the other things. Did you hear me? Because the Bible says the spirit helpeth our infirmities. Infirmities are weaknesses. Okay? So the spirit distributes strength and wisdom and help to every area you're weak in. If you're weak in provision and keeping money in the bank, the spirit will give you wisdom or power to get wealth. If you're weak in your body, y'all, the spirit helps every area you're weak in. So while you're going to seminars, just for that one area, you could just get in the spirit and have all. You could be covered on all sides. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost in here. You're wise in so much except the one thing. And people intimidate you with their worldly wisdom. It's like, okay, I love Jesus though. Shut it down. It's got to be something about Jesus. People drop off our pizza. Hey, thanks so much. God bless you. They don't even know how to. I said, God bless you. And they're like, whoa, what is that? Their whole inside just got crossed up. Like the wires is like, I don't that. They drive it off like, Pfft. you okay? Are you okay? They can't handle Christ. I said they can't handle Jesus. I ain't going to talk about it. Because they're hostile in their nature against him. And if on the outset of any thought process, if you're already just positioned against God, Whatever you enter into without the honoring him in your thought process, you grow further and further and further away from his ways, his reasoning, and his options. If you choose to start your business without acknowledging God, and you just, yeah, we're going to hustle, we're going to market. We got, we, I mean, you could tell people who are aggressively trying to make it without God because they're so successful. 
They were building a tower to heaven. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, but we want to make our own way to heaven. And the campaign was so aggressive, God had to come down and stop it personally. People tap into a supernatural antichristical strength when you are hostile against his ways. People don't like Jesus because Jesus came to save us. I said this earlier to my wife. God exists to love us. Jesus didn't come to love us even though he does. He came to save us. He's an extension of God's love. Oh, this about to be good. God so loved the world that he had to give Jesus. Jesus is the extension of his love. He didn't come to be all nice to you. He came to say, where your husband at? Yeah, you got five husbands. You need to fit. Jesus ain't come to be all cootie and hide it out. He came to save, heal, and deliver. I feel like running in this place. Jesus is not a cozy subject. He's a bloody subject. When you deal with Jesus, you deal with crosses and altars where blood is shed of a life you used to live. When you're done with Jesus, you should look back and see your old blood in a new covenant. Never mind, y'all not ready. Everybody say, I love Jesus! Because he's here to save me. God loves me. Jesus saves me. So he addresses all the issues that come between me and him. That's why cats don't like Jesus. He addresses the issues that come between you and heaven. If I say Buddha, nobody's going to say nothing. Harry Christianism, yeah, whatever the name is, nothing. Hinduism, any other God, nothing. Jesus, oh, I'm in the right place. Let me try that again. Jesus. I'm in the right house. I'm going to do it one more time because it just feels good. Let me make sure everybody's doing it. Jesus! Oh, yeah. Okay. So their thinking becomes futile and fragile and small. It says thinking they're wise, they become foolish. So they think they all that until life hit them. And now even the great Steve Jobs is gone. He can make technology for everything except his health. Because he's not God, nor did he acknowledge him. Y'all quiet. You can't even text Jesus on your phone. It'll give you something else. You can't even text Christ. It's Christopher. Like it, Christ is what I'm trying to text on the iPhone. But they're so hostile against him, they're trying to be God themselves. Until you come into a cancer or a, or a situation where you know you need them and you're still arrogant, therefore, toe tag. You big and bad until it come to God. You bad and bougie until it come to God. I thought I'd get y'all on one of those. So as smart as Steve Jobs was, he still suppressed what he knew was true. That God is his help. Gone. Now everybody's going to die. I'm not saying he died because he didn't. But I'm saying, all that brilliance couldn't save you. Where your money at now? Steve Jobs got six phones came out since he died. He ain't getting it. So what's the use of plunging in to a system or lifestyle or thought process without him? Never mind. Futile thinking. 
futile, futile, right? Uh, 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 futile thinking, and their foolish hearts, here we go, I'm about to take a turn, became darkened. Remember we said it's getting dark outside. Yeah, come in the house, right? So their, 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 their hearts became darkened. Darkened here is also like a metaphor of the eyes, right? I can't see or judge a thing correctly because I don't acknowledge God. So now I'm looking at you. Oh, she, she trying to come at you. You can't even see correctly because of your, your inacknowledgement. I don't know how to say that. Your, your hostility against God's ways. So now your heart becomes dark and you can't even see or judge a thing correctly. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. It also means a, 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 of the understanding. Your understanding is dark and so you can't even reason correct. It says of the mind, you have dark thoughts. Every thought you have got like a tent on it. Because your hearts become darkened when you refuse to acknowledge what you already know. It becomes that way. It don't automatically, but little by little, your thoughts are darker, darker, darker. You're offended by every little thing because you can't judge correctly. You can't even think or reason or come up with anything that makes sense. Come on, y'all. This is because we do not acknowledge what we already know. Mm, let's talk. Y'all still here? It's not enough to just know him. If I'm your father, where is my honor? So they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images. Images. So the glory of God, we talked about glorifying means to celebrate, right? To celebrate. So we choose to celebrate things that are made instead of the maker. We exchange the glory of God for created things. Look at my shoe. You like these? These are crazy. We celebrate in our outfits. That's quiet. It's cool. I'll take a lap. I'm going to walk around. We celebrate our hairdos, our lashes. Anything that is created by man, we celebrate because we exchange that praise for the glory of God. We don't praise God, but we praise our outfits of the day. We praise our lace fronts. And, 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 all right, we praise celebrities. Anything that's created, anything that is seen gets our celebration, but not God. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. So the result is next. Oh, two, two, two. Yeah, that's 23, verse 24. So God abandoned them. <laughs> to do whatever shameful thing their hearts desire. <laughs> I'm not talking about y'all, but I'm trying to help y'all stay out of this list. <laughs> The King James says, so God gave them up to their vile affections. The worst judgment you can ever have is for God to give up on you. I know we say don't give up on God because he won't give up on That's a song. The scripture said. And I, Didi, my boy, y'all know that's my man. The scriptures say God gave them up. I'm sick of trying. I'll keep telling y'all, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't go. Go. The worst thing you could get is what you complain for. Not ask. Not ask. What you complain for. If you ever get what you complain for, throw it back. 
Israel. I want a king. We 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 want a king. Everybody else got kings. We want. God was like, I'm your king. We want a real king. I'm your king. You want to here? Take Saul. Y'all don't want this tonight. They were in the wilderness. We hungry. We hungry. We hungry. We hungry. I remember the food from Egypt. We hungry, God. We hungry. I'm giving you bread from heaven. I'm giving you. This, this ain't snowflakes. This is food. They got fed from heaven and complained. We want meat. We want real food. So God sent quail. I'm about to run. God sent quails on the beach. They collected the quails all that day, all that night, all the next day, all the next night, all the third day, all the next night. They collected all these quail, and they were so happy that God answered their complaints, not prayers. The Bible says while the quail was yet in their teeth, he killed them. because he gave him up go 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 you want it so bad go y'all not ready tonight be careful when you get what you complain for prodigal son I can go through the whole but he abandoned them I'm done. Uh, we're getting closer and closer though. To do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. God is upset that after all, oh, my goodness, you still don't desire me? You still just want any joker laying with you to not be lonely? I'm just doing, I'm just doing light stuff. That ain't even nothing. That's not even a real example. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth of God for a lie. They accepted a lie because they desired to do evil. So now certain things, oh God. All right, you trade the truth for a lie. Let's go to, it's nine o'clock. All right, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. That's always somebody who ain't got to go to work tomorrow. Preach! I love you, though. Thank you. If you eat of the tree, you shall surely die. You ain't going to surely die. That's a lie that Satan told her. But because of her desire, she traded the truth for a lie. God says certain lifestyles are a sin, but because of our desires, uh-oh, we trade the truth for a lie, because we want who and what we want. <laughs> As a result, they did vile and degrading things with their bodies. They traded the truth about God that you know, that you already know. We knowingly choose a lie. They didn't, he didn't say they were deceived. They traded because you already know. So they worshiped and served the things created instead of the creator himself who was worthy of praise. 
Amen. I think I'm going to stop there. I already got a little deep. Let me see what's next. Yeah, let me, let me, let, let me do the, ne- the next one really quick. Come back next week. I like you. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. I got to leave. If God loved us, why do people rape? He gave it up. He let them do things that should never be done. They have such a desire to molest little kids. Stop. Don't do that. That's your niece. That's your niece. That's your nephew. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, no, don't do that. Now we're doing things that should not be done. Oh, this is so deep. They ain't coming back. Will you be here Sunday? All right. I'll see you Sunday at least. I ain't coming at none of y'all. I'm telling y'all, A, the characteristics of the wicked, B, the characteristics of our fallen nature that we have to keep subdued. Y'all fi- Thank you, Kai. Now we're doing things that should never be done because of our vile desires. And then look how foolish and arrogant we are. We, in turn, blame him for murders in our city. If God loved us, why that a day divide the Because of y'all! You find many inventions. You find many ways to be evil and wicked. If I can't be evil in public, I'll be evil in private. If I can't be evil to the right, I'll be evil to the We find the heart is desperately wicked. I know I'm telling one side of the story. This would not be the gospel or good news if there wasn't another side. Jesus. <laughs> yep. The answer is. I said the answer is. One more time. The answer is. He comes to remove the hostile wall. The heart of hostility. And he gives us his heart and his mind and his ways. And we're rescued from all these things that I mentioned that I ain't even really go into yet till Sunday. And this is not a depressing thing. It's in the Bible, so it's, it's, it's got to be good. It's not a book I'm reading just to beat y'all down. I ain't, I ain't beating y'all down with a book by Smith Smithles. I don't know. I, I didn't know what to say. I'm sorry. You can play. I'm done. Thank you, guys. Because if y'all don't play, I won't stop. Be careful. Be careful. That you don't become so wise in your ways. You can have a way that's so strong because you've been developing it against God for so long that you think it's the way. You can have a thought process or a theology or a God you created or a Christ you created that you believe is the real one. We mold Christ around our desires and now he's more our God than we are his people. Careful. 
that you don't shape God around your desires, but shape your desires around his word. Be careful that you don't fall into these vile affections. And we're going to go into a Sunday, but it's going to be, well, just, just come or, or not. But we're going to get to the matters of the heart for real in this secret place and where all these things come from. Because the Bible says, nothing from without can defile you. Yo, I used to go around preaching so hard against hip-hop and R&B, bro. Like, yo, this music is demonic. I'm, some of these music, I mean, when you see, that's when, you know, I was just really militant and dogmatic. Like, this is not of God. We need to do this gospel music. Blah, blah, blah. And not that that's wrong. Too much of that. You know what I mean? We'll turn your heart against God because it's not glorifying him. <laughs> but it'll only turn your heart if there's something in you that wants to turn. Because nothing outside of you can defile you. You can listen to satanic worship all day and still love God. Because nothing from outside can change your heart. Y'all hear me? Please don't do it, but I'm saying you can but if there's something in you that connects with what you're exposed to, then you need to question you. Religion said, you know, all of these stuff is going to mess you up, so stay away. Holiness means stay. If they cuss, stay away from people that cuss. Stay away from, they're trying to keep you in exposed, thinking that the outside will defile you. No. That's why we came up with so many weak believers who can't even hear a secular song in the mall. <laughs> you go back and say, is it still on? Uh, it's still on. You can't take nothing worldly because you think everything is going to defile your little pure self. Nothing from without. No cuss words. No, Y'all not with me. No movie. Nothing can defile you. You have authority over your own soul. Hey! I said you got authority over your own soul. And you got a God on the inside. Greater is he. I feel it now. Greater is he that's in you than whatever you're exposed to in the world. That's why he says we're in the world, but not of it. Like the Hebrew boys, in the fire, but not affected. It's time for you to be in it, but not affected by it. I love this, man. So, Father, we thank you. Ah, for your power and for the secret place where we commune and converse with you. The secret place. We thank you for a place we can go and find refuge. That at the name of Jesus, your, your name is a strong tower. We run into it and we are safe. Do not give up on us. I'm sorry for being so aggressive about my own desires. I repent and I forgive me for wanting to do me so bad that I suppress the truth I know is real. Forgive us. We repent and turn today. Give us strength to do it. Give us courage to do it. Give us boldness to do it. Give us wisdom to do it. But we turn from those ways today because we don't want to be given up 
to our vile affections, and the Bible says that we'll go into Sunday, to a reprobate mind, a mind totally closed off to even being possible to hearing his voice again. Let that not be any of us in the name of Jesus. And Father, tonight we thank you for another chance. Yeah, another chance. Yeah, it ain't over for us. You didn't give us up. You didn't throw us away. You didn't abandon us. After all the mess we've done, you still love us. Your hand is still on us. Nothing is going to separate your love from us. God, thank you for another chance tonight. Can anybody live that got some sense? Give God praise for another another chance. He didn't give up on us. He didn't abandon us. He didn't throw us away because he loves us. Give God praise because he's a good God, y'all. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.